Welcome to episode 36 of On the Story. I'm Trishna Begum. This episode is about the Omicron variant, what we know, what we don't know. Dr. Tomoko Udo is our guest and expert for this episode. She's an associate professor of health policy, management, and behavior over at UAlbany. Before we dive into her interview, last week I had mentioned Women United had their perfect pitch event. Rise was the winner of that $10,000 grant to help refugee and immigrant families with childcare through their after-school programming, so congratulations to them. If you'd like to listen to that episode, that was episode 35, the previous one. But back to Omicron and our discussion for today, I want to introduce you to Dr. Tomoko Udo. I am talking today with Tomoko Udo. She is the Associate Professor at UAlbany School of Public Health. Tomoko, thank you so much for joining us for this podcast. Thank you for uh, inviting me. Absolutely. We wanted to talk to you because you have some expertise in the public health arena, how COVID is affecting uh, public health policies and specifically the Omicron variant. So I want to start off by asking you, viruses mutate all the time. So why is it that there's this focus on Omicron? What makes this mutation, this variant so special that people are concerned about it? So uh, Omicron has the most number of mutation identified. So based on you know changes from the original virus that they identify. And the large number and a good portion of the mutation is happening in the spike protein which is what we use to uh, immunize people. So our current mRNA and Johnson Johnson form of the um, vaccination triggers identification of the specific, you know, part of the spike protein of the original coronavirus. And so there's a, when there are many mutation happen on that spike protein of the virus, and there is a chance that your body may not recognize that that is the no virus. So you have to fight. And so that means maybe um, before your other, you know, immune system kick in, you know, people might get sick. The vaccine doesn't really prevent the infection. Mm-hmm. It's just that the, when the vac- you, you have antibody, then you're likely to just respond, your body like to just respond as soon as it recognizes, I know this virus, this is something I have to fight. And so, you know, before your cells started dying, a lot of them, that's when you start getting sick, your body can fight it off. So maybe you don't even have any symptoms because your cell may not, not many cells die, or um, even if you mild symptoms, so you might have some cell deaths, but it's not as many. So you won't get really, really sick. You know, virus is not a living thing. It has to have a host to be able to replicate itself and copy its DNA and RNA. And so the faster you kill it, it's less likely to be able to copy itself. And the mutation is error in you know, coding and copying the RNA and DNA. And so as many copying happen, mm-hmm. more likely for the mutation to happen. And mutation, a random error in copying DNA and RNA. And the more people or more copying happen, it is likely for the mutation to occur. And this is the reason why everyone, all the public health officials and researchers saying everyone needs to be vaccinated because in that case, 
you know, mutation is less likely to happen. So when this thing mutated from whatever version of the coronavirus COVID-19 was going around, we've all seen like the little graphics and the pictures of what COVID kind of looks like with the spikes. So are you, correct me if I'm wrong, the spikes and the information in that virus that changed or altered in some way to form this Omicron variant, does that mean that the information in the spikes or the actual virus itself, that structure, yeah, that has changed. So the vaccines, whatever that was formulated to fight off, that information might be slightly different. So the vaccine may, we don't know this information yet, obviously the vaccine, we don't know how that is going to affect the way that the vaccine reacts. Is Am I getting that um, right? So, right. So the vaccine is telling your body to recognize a virus by, you know, recognizing that spike protein. That's the mechanism of this these particular vaccines. Mm-hmm. And so if that structure changes and if it's changed enough, which we don't know, <laughs> yeah. then your body may not recognize that virus when it enters. Or it might take a little while to realize, oh, I know this <laughs> okay. and I have to fight this. And so that is the concern. And then the, the time goal, if it doesn't recognize at all, then we're back to the drawing board. We, so, and we have to start you know, vaccinating people with a new vaccine. Um, hopefully that's hopefully that is not the case. And as mo- most people were saying that that probably won't be the case, but there is a chance that the, some people's body may not recognize, some people may, or some people's body may take a little while to recognize. And so maybe more people get sick. Um, okay. And that the longer your body, you know, your body takes time to fight off the virus, that means you're likely to you know, the, the virus likely to copy itself a lot more. And that means mutation may happen again. And so there are so many reasons that, that, that those are the reason why it's concerning. Yeah. Because, you know, the more people who sort of resist getting vaccinated, the more chances this virus has to to live on and change and alter and yes. keep going and so on and so on. And then by that time, we're going to learn the whole Greek alphabet. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so the other thing that I was wondering about how long till, you know, there's, we keep saying there's a lot, we don't know about it. There's a lot, we don't know about it. Um, we do know last night we reported last night being Thursday night, um, New York, had five confirmed cases, most of them downstate. The interesting things to point out were most of the cases were pretty mild. Um, We don't know about the vaccination status of these individuals, but none of them ended up in the hospital as far as I know at this point. Uh, So early indications were a little promising that when these people were infected with the Omicron variant, uh, they showed mild symptoms and they were recovering. So that preliminary news seems to be good news for the most part. How long till we know, uh, till we get a better grasp on some of the information surrounding this virus? How long is that going to take? So I know Israel is working really hard. You know, they tend to be, you know, first report certain thing with the vaccination efficacy and stuff like that. What they do is get the virus and culture it, and that can take a little while, and then try to use monkey cell to see how fast or how strongly 
these cells, uh, monkey cells get infected by the virus and that's what they do. And that whole process can take up to a few weeks sometimes, it really depends. Uh, and so that's, you know, lab-based, bench science-based evidence that we can expect in a few weeks. Other would be obviously population level epidemiological data, you know, is it really spreading fast? Uh, is, you know, New York State is definitely tracking variants and, uh, you know, vaccination rate and hospitalization rate and all that. Uh, they do have a special website dedicated to tracking of that. So, uh, but again, it's going to take a little while because we have to have enough cases and have time to pass by for the virus, you know, for the, to give a virus opportunity to spread if it has to happen uh, and then see how bad it is. Uh, we can't say five people hospitalized immediately, which is going to happen, but that's lethal. We can't really say that. We have right. to have a large enough number of people infected by it to really determine whether it's a more, you know, it causes severe cases, uh, hospitalization, lead to death, and so so on. And so, so that's maybe a few more weeks till we really start to see how yes. this is acting. Yes. Can we, based on when the Delta variant was coming out, and that was a variant of concern, are we able to learn anything from how the Delta variant acted and then apply that to Omicron? So again, the reason for particular concern for, you know, now the Delta is uh, the primary virus that's circulating all over the world. Mm -hmm. uh, and we're not really sure Omicron is strong enough, meaning, you know, faster spread, faster than Delta uh, to, you know, over uh, overcome or I guess surpass Delta in that way. Then we'll start seeing more Omicron cases. Uh, and Omicron, again, the concern is the number of mutation happen overall, but also spike protein. We also need to remember that the old mutation doesn't lead to stronger infection, you know, causing severe cases. Sometimes, you know, any, some mutation will change functionality of the virus. Uh -huh. uh, sometimes it could lead to weaker. So who knows? Oh, <laughs> uh, and okay. so, yeah. And so that's the reason why we need to see. And then definitely the data coming out, you know, small number of case-based study does suggest that it's not, you know, it may not cause as severe cases as, a pop, you know, as we might think it could, particularly based on some of the small case study that came out from Israel. That it doesn't seem like particularly if you're vaccinated uh, it, with a booster shot, you seem to be okay. You might get sick, but not severe cases. But again, those are the small, you know, case level study. Uh, and it doesn't seem to even, you know, spread uh, that as fast or as bad as Delta at this point. So we just have to see, you know, as more data come up from different, you know, places, New York or, you know, US or Europe to sure. see, yeah, what we find out about this variant. Yeah, I, th I think we've also sort of learned not to be alarmed and say like, okay, this is the new one. Obviously, act smart, be responsible and not to be like, oh my gosh, like now what? Because we've been, we've been through this. We've been dealing with this for the better part of two years now. And, and that's been part of the message is yes, this is a new variant, but also 
while we don't know a lot about it, there's there's no reason to be alarmed because we do have tools now to help fight this. Um, mm-hmm. Are you kind of getting that same sense? Yes. Uh, I mean, particularly in New York State, masking is still required indoor. We didn't do that when this virus first came out. We were just kind of not protecting ourselves in any way. And that was part of the reason why it just spread so fast. Uh Masking, although it's not obviously 100% effective, it does reduce transmission rate and it doesn't really matter what variant it is. Uh The size of the virus doesn't really change. And, you know, how good the mask is really is, you know, the how you know, preventive it is in overall. <laughs> so how, you know, how, how, what size of particle it can prevent it from going through. And so that won't change. <laughs> uh, so as, you know, variant, what variant or not, um, I think mask wearing definitely help with a new variant. If you're concerned, you should keep doing that whatever you are. Okay. Uh, I want to go back to what you were saying about when the variants change. Obviously, that means it's it's doing something wrong because it's mutating, right? And it, it didn't copy itself the right way. Generally speaking, does that mean that in the way that the virus acts, does it usually become weaker because it is not the original copy of itself and it did something wrong? You just don't know how that turns out. Sometimes it's just so benign that it won't do anything. But sometimes a location of the mutation happened and how it changed the shape can change how strongly it can bind to, you know, receptor in a cell. And maybe it's easier to get into your cell. And in that case, it's easier to infect the cell and kill it. But sometimes it may not. Um, And sometimes a change will make it harder to get into the cell than it can infect the cell. And so it really depends on, and those changes are random. (laughs) It's not planned. It just happened. I was just wondering if like on average, if it's like, oh, usually it gets weaker or, okay. You can't tell any of that. It's so, you know, some viruses or some organs uh, and some DNA, RNA are easier to mutate. So flu is actually faster mutation than even coronavirus. And so this is the reason why we have, you know, we have to get vaccinated every year and a vaccine may not even be effective because we're based on what we know, but the flu, you know, mutates so fast Uh (laughs) that, you know, flu vaccine efficacy is not that high, but we don't, you know, and a lot of people get sick and die from flu, but we're exposed to the virus over a thousand years at this point. And so that's the reason why you know, we, we have a vaccine, but also natural immunity to the whole population. Um, so I, I think at one point, hopefully coronavirus will get to that point and we have a good vaccine and we'll start building good, you know, natural immunity to it. And hopefully it'll get to where we are with flu. From like the public health policy standpoint of it all, I guess like a couple of factors or things that I want to look at where, where do we go from here? Because we have the vaccine now. It seems like, you know, uh, pharmaceutical companies are, are working on even pills for once somebody gets sick. Um, that's kind of going through the process of, of trying to get approved. 
where do you see us being on how we deal with this? And when, when can we kind of expect to things to like be normalized? And it's like, it's just a part of our life. And, and this is how we react to it. And it's not a thing that we talk about on the news all the time. So that's a really good question. I don't think anyone knows the answer. Uh, and I think to some extent, new normal, the word new normal applies. Uh, but I know everyone is just itching to ditch the mask and just want to go back to what they're doing, socializing. When that will happen, I don't know. Hopefully we'll learn a lot from Omicron. And if that turned out to be okay and protected enough against that the vaccine work efficacy doesn't drop as much, I think, you know, we might start feeling a little more comfortable and confident about the vaccine efficacy in preventing infection from future variants. Uh, we also, you know, the, the important thing also is if we can, you know, development of the treatment so people won't die. The, the issue and whole shutdown and social distancing happened because the hospital got overwhelmed initially. So many people went to ICU, we didn't know what was going on. Hospitals were overwhelmed and that is bad. Just the healthcare system collapsing is very bad and we needed to prevent that. Hopefully with the vaccine efficacy, more evidence around it and if we feel comfortable um, and more people obviously have to get vaccinated. At that point, hopefully we can start going back to not worry about so you know uh, so often. Hopefully, we also learn more about asymptomatic transmission. It seems like when you have asymptomatic cases, you could spread, but not much, just because you're not you know releasing as much virus as uh, people who are really sick. Okay. And and if you know you the other part of the you know, someone around you is also vaccinated that they can also fight off immediately. And that might be the reason why everyone have asymptomatic cases. And in that case, and flu, honestly, also have asymptomatic cases and asymptomatic transmission. Oh, you I just never thought of that <laughs> that way. Either you have a symptoms and you go get tested and it's confirmed that you have flu or not, right? Oh. But now we, because of the coronavirus, we really pay attention to asymptomatic cases, asymptomatic transmission. And so again, as we build more evidence and I feel comfortable with vaccination efficacy and if when it's not, how, how quickly we can modify the vaccine, how quickly we can um, distribute these new vaccine, like all that in place, I think we start feel comfortable with, let's say, not worry about asymptomatic transmission. We really just should focus on sick cases and severe cases and not worry about contract tracing all the time and quarantining all the time. That would be so nice. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> Everyone is waiting for that, but I think we just need a little more evidence around what the, the tool that the most useful tool that we have, which is vaccine. And again, mutation happened because not many people are vaccinated, not just US, but across the world. And right. so that's why mutation keeps happening in a location where vaccination rate is very low. It's very, very important that the you know global response and global level vaccine distribution for this particular reason. 
Yeah, that that's certainly part of the equation, and and certainly something that we don't talk about often in at least local news. Is that from what you are seeing and learning about? Is that is global response getting better? I, I guess、uh, what I hear is WHO have some initiative to really try to you know the developed country with easier access to、uh, vaccine try to donate vaccine to the part of the world. Who don't have enough money to purchase or、uh, don't have access? I guess it's not going as well as they planned. It is. It is a tough plan、yeah. <laughs> to implement. Some parts of the world just don't have a good healthcare system or even government functioning, which makes it really hard to distribute, like do the wide mass distribution of the vaccine. But I think if we really want to. Be done with masking and worry about mutation. It's very important to go to the place where you know the vaccination rate is so low because that again is the reason for that. That creates a perfect situation when the virus evolves. Okay, Tomoko Udo, thank you. You were a vast wealth of knowledge. Is there anything else that you want to add about Omicron or、um, what's going on with public health right now that I Did not get to. I think the important part is sit tight. <laughs> it's coming holiday season coming up. It's very very frustrating, and this thing is coming up again. You know, during this holiday season where you want to be with everyone else, get vaccinated. And you know, if you're gonna stay inside, and if you're not really sure about that person's vaccination status, if you really worry about pass getting it or passing on to someone. Just mask up. I know it's not fun, but we gotta do it. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Just do what you gotta do, and we'll get through it. I mean, we have gotten through it, and so it hasn't been easy. But I, I know we will. We will get through it. Thank you so much for your time. I know you have a busy day ahead, so I appreciate it. And hopefully, at some point, we'll we'll talk about something else other than the coronavirus. <laughs> That would be great. Yes. Okay. All right. Thank you so thank much. Thank you. Thank you so much, Dr. Udo, and thank you for listening this week. I do need to get back to packing right now. I will be out of town this next week, so I'll be back in two weeks with another episode. Till then, stay healthy, be safe, and I'll talk to you all soon.